episode 13, Dish and Dimes with the Sportsman. So today, I'm going to be talking about my book, the all-around basketball book. I recently released it. It is now available on the Amazon Kindle market, the all-around basketball book. So basically, today I'm just going to be talking about the background of the book. Um, you know, since I have this podcast platform now, you know, I'm just going to be talking about the process of it. And yeah, so let's get started. But first, an ad. Okay, so the book took me about a year to write now. I felt like in life and in my basketball journey, I felt like it was time. From a basketball standpoint, I've been playing for 19 years now. All right. I started in the year 2000 when I was six years old. So from 2000 till 2012, my senior year of high school, I was selfish with my game. And what I mean by that is how much I was always thinking about how much I can get out of the game. You get like working on my game so that basketball can give me something, you know, didn't have it in my mind to give back to the game at that moment. No, even though I was building up basketball knowledge those past 12 years, what it was for me is just like, all right, I was looking to get the most I could out of basketball. Like basketball changing my life. You know, then I quit in 2012. Um, You know, you you just grow up, man, and you become a part of society now. You know, you become an adult. So now it's just like even if you wanted to, basketball can't be number one. You know, I play basketball. To get away from reality, now now I'm in reality. So I ended up quitting for over a year. Then 2013 to 2015, I was playing sporadically. I had spurts where I was like, man, I love basketball. Like it was my passion. And I also tried to play it just casually. You know, just play for the fun of it. And... I'm able to do that now, but but I'll tell you one story. In 2013, in the summer, I went to the park. I was at the park for like four hours, like early in the morning, just working on my game. You know, my purpose was, you know, to get a to get a scholarship, to get a basketball scholarship in college. So. I, that day in the park, just training, just to just to get something out of it. So I was like, fuck it. But then after that, after that one day, I was like, you know what? 
just not fun. You know, I, I was realistic. I knew that it's hard to get a basketball scholarship. But then, like, months later, in the fall of 2013, I went back to the park again. But this time I told myself, I was like, you know what, man? Jay, just, just play the game because you love it. All right? Don't think about... Don't think about anything else, man. Don't think about money. Don't think about anything, man. Just just play the game because you love it, you know? That was my mindset when I was a kid. I played the game. I fell in love with the game. I loved it so much, you know? When I started out, I wasn't thinking about money, man. I just wanted to play. So I was like, right, you know what? When I go to the park today... I'm just going to play. Don't not think about anything else. I'm just going to play just for the passion that I have for the game. And I did. And I was like, you know what? I actually, I actually like it. It was, it was fun again. But, you know, in the fall, it was like getting cold. So I couldn't play every day. Then in 2014, you know, I was motivated seeing guys like Blake, um, you know, getting motivated by Kobe, getting motivated by Melo, man. That 2014, man, I was, I was practicing Melo's jab step that he used to do, jab step jumper. So there was like probably a month. It was like sporadic in the month. It was like around the time of the NBA playoffs. You know, I just fell in love with with basketball again. But then it just kind of died down. You know, um, in my book, I talk about there was a point in high school, like my senior year of high school. That was like my maximum love for the game of basketball. Like, it it did not go higher than that. And up until now, my love for basketball never exceeded that point. I like basketball, you know. I love basketball, but 2012 was like the max. You know what they say, what goes up must come down. But I don't believe it's my max, man. Um, I'm just waiting for it to come back. But with anything, man, you just have to be patient. It's been seven years now. So you just you just wait. But anyway, so 2014, like a month where... I fell in love with the game. I saw myself getting better as a player, especially shooting. I was like, all right. It's starting to become fun. Like it was fun at that point, you know? It gave me a purpose, it gave me purpose. Then it kind of died down, you know? I would leave it alone just to see if my mind and my body wanted to play. 
if my mind drifted towards basketball. It didn't. It didn't. But, you know, I think it was just, I think I was motivated by Muhammad Ali. Um, you know, Muhammad Ali is one of my idols. And 2014, I really, I really got into him. Like, I knew about him. But when I started researching his history, like, I wanted to mimic Ali as an athlete, right? I wanted to mimic Muhammad Ali as an athlete. You know, when he was saying, I am the, I am the greatest. And I was like, man, you know, that was, like a, that was like a shot of confidence in me. I was like, you know what? You know, I wanted to mimic Muhammad Ali. I was 20 at the time, and I saw about him. I read about him. He won the world title at 22. I was like, you know what? When I'm 22, I want a major athletic accomplishment. You know? Because I had this weird feeling, man, that I was... my. I felt like my destiny was like... I'm either going to be the youngest person to do something or the first person to do something, you know? So... But anyway, so 2014, only time I recall is that month, and then playing once, like, later in the year. 2015, I had just started school, so there was, like, a span of, like, a couple of days where I went to the school gym, played for, like, three hours. You know, only reason I stopped going there was, you know, it cost money every day to commute there. I was like, fuck that, man. I'm going to save my money. You know, I spent, it was fun, though. Like, I spent three hours, you know, early in the morning, man, just shooting. You know, and it was fun. Um, You know, Kobe's documentary just came out, Muse, on Showtime. That really ignited the fire for basketball again. Um, That was the year where Russell Westbrook started his triple-doubles thing. Like, where he just started playing, you know. Um, Like, when Kevin Durant was, like, out with injury. He just started going off. Um, Steph Curry was on the rise at that time. Uh, I think that was the first year he won MVP. So... You know, I'm just seeing those guys, man, and it kind of lit a fire under me. But that was in the winter. So, again, it wasn't consistent. I I was just like, you know what? It costs money to, to commute there from my house every day. So I was like, fuck this, man. Let's, I'm going to leave it alone. Um, then later in the year, like when it got warmer... I, you know, we'd play for fun. You know, we'd play for fun. And it was like, all right, it's still, this is still cool. And then, that was the last time I recollect playing um, that year. So, 2016, though, it was a turning point for me. Um, 
I remember playing a little bit of basketball and just loving it, you know. But 2000, 2016, though, I remember specifically playing ball the day after Muhammad Ali passed away. And um, I was like... I was like motivated by the Raptors, Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, you know, just seeing them like, man, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, but they ended up losing to LeBron and basketball fans know that the Cavs ended up winning that year. Um, But I just remember that day vividly. I remember just like. I was wearing basketball clothes all day. I was like, I'm playing today. So, ended up playing. Um, You know, but 2016 really was the turning point, though. Because it was also a time where I was contemplating about my life, man. Like, what do I want to do in my life? You know, I was 22 years old, man. I was thinking, like, what... What was I meant to do on this earth? What was I meant to do in this life? You know, like, I I just, I was just indecisive. I didn't know. I didn't know. So, this is what was the turning point for me. Rachel Nichols interviewed LeBron. Probably... So late late August maybe like late August early September I don't know probably August you know and um and it was just like an interview like his reflection LeBron reflecting on the championship and you know he was talking about like you know he was talking about KD's move to the Warriors you know then because LeBron was like 31 at the time. So, you know, he reaches his 30s now. And Rachel Nichols starts talking about like, LeBron, what do you think? Uh, what do you think you're going to do after you're done with your career? And basically what LeBron said was like, it's most likely that I'm going to stay in basketball. Because... I have all of this basketball knowledge. That line right there, it hit me. It gave me my purpose. He said, I've built up all of this basketball knowledge over the years. I was like, shit. Hey, LeBron, I'm not in the NBA. I built up this basketball knowledge too. So there, that gave me the motivation. I was like, you know what? Maybe basketball is my purpose, you know? Basketball, like, basketball was the majority of my life. Um, I don't know if you calculate 19 out of 24 years, 25 years, that's the percentage of my life being consumed by basketball. So, you know, that's, you know, basketball is my life, so... I was like, you know what? Let me just pursue it. You know, try to try to use basketball as a platform, man, and try to try to get out of 
try to get as much as I can out of it, but also give back, you know. So that LeBron interview really was a turning point for me. But then what was icing on the cake? Excuse me, I'm just going to take a sip of water. So the icing on the cake was Area 21. Kevin Garnett retired. Then he came to TNT with his Area 21 show. You know. And you know, I love KG. KG, you know, Celtics. Big Celtics fan. You know, KG, he would have his... He would have guests on the show. Kevin McHale... Gary Payton, you know, he would, Sam Mitchell would have his, he would have his old teammates, old mentors, old friends, you know, and they would just start talking about the game, and Kevin Garnett would constantly talk about basketball knowledge, man, you know, giving advice to young players. I remember when, when KG retired, I think like a week later, he was in the he was at a Clippers practice working with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. You know, I saw him giving back to the game. When Tim Duncan retired, he would show up sometimes to Clippers practices, man. No, sorry. Spurs practices. And he would work with the players there. Kobe would make these videos. He would make the little pieces for um, ESPN, like the Golden Democracy, the Mighty IT. So these guys were giving back to the game, man. They were. And I saw that and I was like, you know what? I'll do that too. Like, I have all this knowledge. It's very, it's going to be very selfish of me if I don't pass it along. If I don't do anything with it, you know, because it's all about helping the next generation. It's all about helping the next generation, man. So that was one of the motivations for the book, you know. Um, I try to first 12 years, I tried to get as much out of basketball as I could. Anything that the game could give me, I'll take it. With no intent of giving it back. But then after LeBron's interview. Then Kevin Garnett starting Area 21. I was like, you know what? You know what? Alright. I'm giving back to the game. I'm giving back to the game. So from then on, man, up until now, I was like, you know what? How can I share basketball knowledge? How can I use my basketball knowledge to talk to the next generation. And so far I've I've coached. Um I coached my younger cousin and in the middle school division and we made it to the championship but we lost so we finished as the runner up. You know, then came this book. Um 
you know, I wanted to make an ebook, man, because it's easier to get around the world. It's easier to get around the world than a physical book, paperback. But you know, I'm thinking about releasing. I'm thinking about releasing paperback. So you know, but the process of writing this book, um, it took me about a year. It took me about a year around February. I was like, you know what? I want to change my life, man. Um, so I just started writing. I started writing. All this knowledge that I had, I started writing. Now, from the point where I started writing up until recently, I was like, you know what? Let me just binge write. So I binge wrote, but consciously I was thinking, I, I don't want it to be a book, the cliche basketball book, man, where people talk about, you know, oh, this is how you shoot. There's some like tips there, like actual tips, but the purpose of this book was I wanted to write about things that you won't read in other basketball books. So my mindset was just, all right, let me talk about let me talk about things that I think will not be in any other basketball books. So then I started writing, you know? Just started writing. I got the notebook at home. I got the notebook at my house. You know, just like me writing. You know, it's all disorganized, different excerpts from different places in the notebook, you know, and then, like, let me, all right, let me just write, let me just write. I will, then I would leave it alone. I would set it aside. Then, all right, when I have something to write, I'll write, you know, but, um. Then there was just one night, man. I was so motivated. You know, you sometimes you write and you're feeling emotions. And when you write, you feel these emotions, man. And one night I was just so motivated. I was like, man, I really, I really want this book to take off. You know? So I was like, you know what? Let me just, let me just write. So there was like one writing where I'm writing and I'm feeling this emotion. You know, I'm feeling this emotion. So I wrote and I'll tell you, I, I released the book on a website called PayHip in May, last May. And the book was 25 pages. It was a PDF, you know, and not only that, man, I just grew knowledge about how to how to write books. Um, so that was like no way, nowhere near finished. I had 25 pages. I, I, then I took it off the market. Um, then I left it alone. I didn't touch the book for months. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just write more. 
you know, then it, then it became 60 pages, you know? So I was able to get 35 pages in within a couple of weeks, you know, and then, and then I'll, then I really tried to just figure out like, all right, man, let me just talk about, let me just kind of write some other stuff. You know, I called it the all around basketball book, man, because it's a mix. It's part mental guide, handbook, kind of like a biography of my basketball journey partially so it is like a mix man um you know it's an ode to the term all around you know all around player or all around team all around game you know so so i did write and i remember not too long ago maybe Probably even last month. Um, it was recently. I saw. I saw a motivational video of. Sylvester Stallone. Talking about Rocky. And. Um, he was talking about. Yeah he was talking about Rocky. He was talking about like it took him three days to write the script for the movie. Three and a half days. He had 90 pages of script. That kind of motivated me. I was like, you know what? Let me just try to go like write something. So then I was just like thinking. I remember taking a weekend. I was like, all right, let me think, man. Let me just focus on the book for a weekend. And then, let me just write. So, I was just thinking about things to write. And I had like 16 pages. 16 pages in three days. So, which added 16 pages to my book. Um, but yeah, my book now is available on Amazon Kindle. Um, the link to it is in the description of this episode so but yeah um i don't know if this book is done um that's that was the hardest part for me is trying to figure out when i was done but i'm satisfied with the book man you know i a part of me was so caught up in having a lot of pages like, oh, I need to have this big book, you know, but the book is around 100 pages, 9,900 pages, 99 to 100 pages. Um, what I was thinking about was just, you know what? I want it, I want this book to be authentic, you know, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to try to force my writing where it's like I'm repeating the same stuff. You know, I feel like everything, all the tips that I have, I feel like it's all different tips, you know. Um, it's just like everything, all the knowledge that I have is sometimes it just can't be written in the book. Sometimes it needs to be physically shown, you know. 
like learning visually, like in front of you. And yeah, but you know, this book is a good starting point. Like I got, I'm proud that I was able to get out a lot of basketball knowledge in this book. Um, you know, to whoever reads it, man, I hope that it gives you a different mindset. It gives you some great tips. Well, I hope that you take these tips and you run with it and then it brings you good things in your life, man. So that is the story about my book, the all around basketball book. And like I said, the link is in the description of this podcast. All right, guys. See you later.